Welcome to the Linklater's ESG Summer School 2022. My name is Gilly Hutchinson, a knowledge lawyer and head of ESG Regional Development in Asia. And I'm joined today by my colleague, Sarah Fejiao, to discuss the evolving ESG disclosure landscape in Asia. Thanks, Gilly. Hi. So I am the ESG knowledge lawyer in London. Um, as this podcast is focused in Asia, let me fire a few questions to you, Gilly, which I think actually are UK and EU clients will also be interested in. So to begin with, can you give us a quick overview of the ESG disclosure landscape in Asia? Yes, of course. So for businesses operating in Asia, the last 12 to 18 months has seen an increasingly complex regulatory environment, in particular around climate-related disclosure requirements for corporates, asset managers and banks. Each jurisdiction has developed its own codes and guidelines, and the degree to which these apply varies. For now, there's no convergence or common set of standards which apply across the different Asia countries. Therefore, as regulation develops, businesses are trying to work through where the synergies and differences exist between the different regimes. In Asia, we're also seeing the shift from international voluntary standards on ESG-related disclosures, most notably the TCFD or Task Force on Climate-Related Financial Disclosures, to an increasingly number of mandatory disclosure regimes to navigate. Just to give a few examples, the Singapore Stock Exchange issued a roadmap last December to phase in mandatory TCFD reporting for listed issuers in certain sectors from 2023 onwards. In Hong Kong, the Green and Sustainable Finance Cross-Agency Steering Group, which is made up of the main financial regulatory bodies in Hong Kong, has stated that climate-related disclosures aligned with the TCFD will be mandatory across certain sectors by 2025. In Japan, from April this year, TCFD reporting is now expected from certain listed issuers. And then in mainland China, where already, which already requires key polluting companies to publish environmental information, a mandatory disclosure regime will come into effect by 2025 mostly covering large polluters and listed companies and bond issuers with a poor record in environmental protection. Thanks, Gilly. Actually, that's quite a lot going on. But what about for asset managers and banks? So regulators in the region have also been very much focused on enhancing climate-related disclosure requirements for asset managers and banks. The Monetary Authority of Singapore expects financial institutions to make climate-related disclosures from June this year in accordance with international reporting frameworks, such as the TCFD. And in July, MAS put out disclosure and reporting guidelines for retail ESG funds. And then similarly in Hong Kong, enhanced disclosure requirements were laid out last year by the Securities and Futures Commission in relation to fund managers to meet investors' growing demand for climate-related risk information and also to combat greenwashing. Okay, now I understand that in China, it's recently published something called the Guidance for Enterprise ESG Disclosure. I mean, what is this new disclosure standard? So this is an interesting development. Um, as these new standards published by the Beijing think tank China Enterprise Reform and Development Society um, have been widely, widely touted as the first set of ESG disclosure guidelines issued by mainland China. 
So while disclosure standards such as TCFD, SASB and GRI are developed from the perspective of the US or European markets, this guidance has been developed with the domestic Chinese market in mind. Indeed, the guidance is held up as striving to create an ESG ecosystem with Chinese characteristics, to use a phrase often recited by um, Beijing's legislators. Um, the guidance is voluntary, so for companies that operate solely within the Chinese market, we may see a good level of traction. For multinational companies operating in China, they may well face competing pressures from external investors to also disclose against internationally recognised frameworks. Thanks, Gilly. And then now, lastly, with the publication of the ISSB's first set of its draft sustainability disclosure standards, which they, they put out for consultation earlier in March this year, and which the consultation is closed, do you think that regimes in Asia will align, or in practice, do you think industry will need to comply with different regimes in Asia? So, Regulators across the region have acknowledged the importance of consistent standards across jurisdictions and national regulators in Asia have already signalled strong support for the work of the ISSB under the IFRS to develop that global uniform set of sustainability reporting standards. So the Sing Singapore Stock Exchange has indicated its intention to work towards aligning its reporting requirements with the ISSB standards after they're finalised in a phased approach. Um, MAS has also flagged that it will consult on introducing mandatory disclosure requirements for financial institutions as soon as a global baseline sustainability reporting standard is established by the ISSB. In Hong Kong, the SFC and the Hong Kong Stock Exchange are examining the readiness of listed companies to report under the proposed ISSB climate standards and are considering a reporting framework aligned with the ISSB climate standards for Hong Kong. However, there has been some comments recently reported by some policymakers in the region that the standards fail to fully take into account the capabilities of different jurisdictions to meet the standards. So, as it stands, the ISSB standards, once finalised, will be voluntary and it will be up to national regulators to decide to make them mandatory in their countries. So, asset managers, other investors and corporates as the investees will be waiting to see whether governments decide to adopt the ISSB standards into their national framework or incorporate local characteristics or indeed develop their own bespoke standards. Thanks, Gilly. Thank you for that overview. And to our audience, thank you for listening. And stay tuned for other episodes in our ESG Summer School, which this year is all about ESG disclosure regimes across the globe. Thanks.